Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Hear from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland with your host, Tiffany Anton, director at the Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hello, you're listening to Powered by Her in the Hinskin Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry, and I have one of my favorite podcast host today, Amber Flynn Jared with me. Hi, Amber. Hey, girl. Hey. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? In honor of Zach Buckner, we will <laughs> say that we're so excited. So um, Amber is a realtor in town mm-hmm. and you have a property management company and you started your own, you work for the realty firm. I do. But you started your own Jared group. Yes, a team. As mm-hmm. um, a subset of the realty firm. So you kind of right. do all things real estate. That's right. Absolutely. So let's kind of go back. Um, how, as a kid, what kind of mm-hmm. characteristics do you think you saw in yourself that led you to where you're at today? Okay, so that's so funny because we always say like no child grows up saying, I want to be a real estate agent when I grow up. Um, And I'm no different. That was definitely not on my radar. Um, In fact, I think we were in, I was in high school before my parents bought their first home. Um, So we were, I was a military brat, so moved all around and we were in base housing most of that time and um, always were renting or, or there. So it was not something that was, I was really exposed to as a child. Um, but I've always been super gregarious. You know, I love people probably moving around, you know, every two years and having to make new friends probably helped a little bit with that. Um, but I, I always wanted to be like one of my first, you know, what you want to be when you grow up, when you're doing the mash game, you know, or whatever, um, an attorney, I wanted to be an attorney, I think because I liked to argue, um, and debate. Yes. I you was know. told that at some points <laughs> in my life too. Uh, but little did I know that's not really all that an, an attorney actually does very little of that. Yes. It's a, it's a lot of the other stuff. Um, so, you know, as a child, I think mainly, um, I just fell in love with people and I never really kind of saw myself in a sales position for sure. Cause like I hate sales and we can, we can get into a little bit more That's of actually that. That's what I was going to say is <laughs> were you, you know, cause real estate is sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so did, were you the kid that was trying to peddle their things on the playground? Or Absolutely not. Nothing yeah. like that. You just liked the connections with, you were the kid that was passing on the notes in school. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And, well, and, and, you know, I kind of go against the grain of your traditional real estate gurus and the, um, coaches and trainers in real estate that make it about sales. Um, real estate's not about sales to me, you know, real estate's about relationships and it just so happens that I'm trying to help you find the home of your dreams. And I know that sounds kind of cliche and whatever, but it's really 100%, you know, what it's all about. The second I try to sell you a piece of property, there's going to be something in you that turns off because of the culture that we have now. Uh, sales is, is kind of got a negative connotation, you know, to it. And I feel like anytime somebody's trying to sell me something, I've got internal walls that are going up right away, trying to punch holes, you know, in this. So for really for me, I'm a, I'm a real estate consultant and just, you know, helping people to sell their largest capital investment or, you know, acquire the next one that's going to be the best for their family. You know, it's so interesting on this podcast, the women that I've had 
so far, and they've been ranged from you know oh all my favorites, start, all my favorites, starting a nonprofit, you know, for special needs families, mm-hmm. or running a T-shirt printing business, or running a, a boutique. Mm-hmm. Every one of them feel like they're helping people. Yeah. They don't look at their business as, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I'm selling people a house or, you know, I'm helping people find their dream home. I'm helping people find an outfit that makes them feel special. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that that is (laughs) the people that I pick? (laughs) Or do you think that, you know, am I drawn to just people that are helping people? Sure. Or is it that we as women just have that innate in us to like help people? Well, I think, you know, we're natural nurturers. You know, I think God puts that in us, you know, for reason because we we need to not kill our offspring and so that's where you know it begins probably biologically um but i also think that you know those people are the ones that rise to the top you know there's the cream of the crop they're the ones that you naturally gravitate to because they are open to sharing their ideas they are you know willing to mentor other people they are you know trying to be a part of a bigger community, you know, which is one of the most awesome things that we've got, you know, here in Cookville, the entrepreneur community, business owner community, and just overall, um, the, the community feel as a whole is unlike anywhere else I've ever lived. And, you know, that's why we put roots down, you know, here, even though, you know, when we moved here for school, we thought we'd, you know, go back home. And I just fell in love with this place and was like, okay, this is where I'm not leaving unless, you know, they're taking me out in a pine box kind of deal. If you had to um, pick one thing about mm-hmm. the entrepreneur community in Cookville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. that you somebody wants to emulate what we had. Mm-hmm. What would what would that one ingredient be? What's oh our goodness. special secret sauce? Okay, so I think one of our one of the things. I mean, that's a huge question. You know, we could get into. We you don't have enough time on this podcast to cover all of those things. One of the things that I think that we have that probably is not necessarily duplicatable. Um, the we all play well in the sandbox together, um, and the fact that our city government and our county government plays well with the university, the hospital, all of the big players. You know, and make it a very friendly place for business then allows an emergence of groups like the biz foundry where now we've got a place where we can all kind of come together and conglomerate and it's you know i think what i love and again maybe it's the people that i gravitate towards it's the rising tide lifts all boats i was just gonna say that yeah and 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 you see there's like even though like okay take my my profession for example there are close almost 500 agents in our mls i was gonna say 7000 yeah but. it feels like 7000 like i feel like you could throw a ball and hit five agents everybody knows you know at least five if not more um and it's it's like unlike any other business that i've ever been a part of because these your competitors are also your colleagues you know it's it's that co-opetition where you have to figure out how am i going to um you know try to beat this person out quote unquote for a listing or to work with this buyer but then i'm gonna have to turn around and work with them if they bring me an offer on said listing you know or whatever so being able to find an environment where you do have a lot of you know, competing quote unquote businesses and finding your niche within that to be able to everybody play together in the sandbox. I mean, that's, that's something I think is really super unique to our community. How do you personally um, deal with, so there is a lot of competitiveness Mm -hmm. in this, in the the market that you work in. Yeah. How do you keep yourself in check and play nice? Mm -hmm. Because I would imagine I'm not in the realty world um here but i would imagine it is cutthroat and catty because it seems like it has to be sure sure and i thought that 
when I first got into the business, well, actually it was, it's what kept me out of the business. I had thought about getting into it for a few years before I did, but I thought that's just so not my personality. And I'm just really much more, um, laid back. I don't, you know, cutthroat is not in my repertoire. So I'm not going to do that because that's what I'd always heard about real estate, but really in all honesty, it's not like that. I mean, sure, you have your few people, you know, that you just kind of know when you're doing a deal with them to sort of watch your back a little bit. Um, but all in all, the the vast majority of the real estate community here realizes that we've got to be able to work together. You and I have the same goal of bringing this contract to the closing table. And if we can't play nice together to make that happen, guess what? Neither one of us gets paid. Right. You know, and it's one of those things that really it's a mindset issue. And if you come at it from the mindset um, of of plenty, of abundance and not scarcity, if you go into a business like this with a scarcity mindset, you're done before you ever get started. And so it really has to be, and I truly believe this with all of my heart, there is plenty enough business to go around for all 500 of us real estate agents to be successful. Like there is not just a limited supply. If if God pours out success on on this agent over here, then it's taking away from, from me. Like I couldn't sell a house to everybody in the Upper Cumberland if I wanted to. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. not physically possible. So it's really there's there's plenty to go around and having that mindset instead of holding tight onto everything that, that so so much so that you choke the life out of it that's that's the for me that's 100 percent where it begins yeah we're going to talk a little bit about how you came to start into the realty firm in mm-hmm. a second you're listening to powered by her in the hints and oakley podcast center i'm tiffany anton with the biz foundry and i have amber flynn jared from the realty firm and so you didn't go to school to become a realtor. You <laughs> decided you were going to stay out of real estate for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you found a mentor that mm-hmm. kind of took you under her wing and said, yeah. you can do this. Absolutely. So kind of found myself in 2011. Um, I went through a divorce. I had always stayed at home with my kids. I'd been a stay-at-home mom. Um, I found myself unemployed um, with no resume, um, no college degree. Um, really no kind of knowledge of, of what to do next. Um, and then because it's in the, um, actually non-existent, um, middle-aged, okay looking white woman's guide to divorce, I went back to school cause that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, and through that process, really, it was good for me. It was exactly what I needed to do. Um, my tech family was, was just incredible and really kind of, um, gave me what I needed confidence wise. Um, and just knowing that, that you can accomplish something that difficult, um, you know, single mom was working three jobs, you know, put myself through school, um, broke as a joke, <laughs> you know, pr- basically all of the checking off all of the boxes of winning at life. <laughs> yeah, that yes. was me. Um, and I was, I was working at the realty firm. I had had my license, but was basically just doing it as a, as a hobby. Um, because going into a hundred percent commission-based business, you know, as a single mom was terrifying. I mean, like there's no way that I could do that. I mean, that, that was just, I needed a stable job with benefits and, you know, a steady income. And, and even though it, maybe it was a meager salary, it was at least better than what I was scraping together with all three jobs combined. Um, but it just so happened, Natalie Stout, one of the owners of the realty firm, um, one day I'll never forget where we were sitting um, in the office. And, and she said, I need some I'm going to need to get some full time help. I'm just covered up. There's just no way, you know, I can keep doing this. And I said, I'll do it. Just 
out of nowhere. Uh, and so began our relationship and I came alongside of her as first as her assistant. And then, you know, as a, um, as an agent on her team. And she finally had to kick me out of the nest. Um, after I was doing probably about $12 million worth of volume, she was like, girlfriend, you need to be out on your own. I would love to just, you know, go ahead and, and glean off of you all so these let's, years. Let's but. talk about that getting <laughs> on your own and yeah. starting the Jared group. So, you know, you started off by being able to kind of have a mentor there, mm-hmm. be under someone's wing. Um, what made you decide to start your own? Oh, it 100% was Natalie. I didn't want to start my own. No. I would probably still be on her team right now yeah. if it was up to me. Um, but, you know, that's the thing about mentors and putting yourself in a place where you have people who have freedom to speak into your life. When she said to me, you know, you, you've got to, to make this next step. You know, you're truncating yourself, you know, you're limiting yourself. You need, this is, I see this in you. And anytime you, you've got people around you who can see the gold in you that you can't see yourself, you know, all of us need a little extra push sometimes. And, and that was just, that was what I needed. And she kind of gave me the confidence that I didn't have, you know, in myself to, to be able to do that. I owe so much of this to her. So what did you do? So what were your first steps on actually getting out on your own? Like, Well, when I stopped crying and was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> it seems like every beginning there's this fear of the next step. It's the course. unknown, yeah. you know, right? Mm-hmm. It's what all of us face as, as business owners. Um, and there were a couple of agents that were already there that were that were learning um, and were a part of the team that um, she said, OK, this is your team. and Here you go. And then we're going to figure this out together. And so we did. And, and you know, it's a lot of trial and error. You know, it's a lot of, um, you know, go ahead, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of. So how does it work? You're, but you're yeah. still work for the realty firm. Right. So everybody in a real estate company is a 1099 employee. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. And so we're all subcontractors. You know, Natalie is not my boss. You know, Kim is not my boss. They're, they, they have these subcontractors that work for them. So the way that it's set up, they allow you to have your subsets where you can have your team, where you're raising up other agents underneath you. Is it kind of like an MLL? MLM? <laughs> I mean, no, not really. Um, it is more kind of like a, a mentorship program. And then because of that, you know, there is financial reciprocation um, for the time and and the knowledge that you're pouring into the next generation of agents. Um, but to me, it's a give back. Like I love that part of my team. Um, there, and and you can do research on real estate teams like all day long, and no one wants to because it's extremely boring reading. But um, nobody else really structures their team like I do. Mine is very agent focused. It's really um, most teams are about how the team leader can leverage other people to make them themselves the most amount of money. For us, it really is built like a mentorship program. They keep a lot more of their commissions um, than any other team structure I've ever heard of. And the reason that is, is again, it's the rising tide lifts all boats. So to me, I'm, you know, being able to pour into the next group of agents that comes is my give back to an industry that has completely changed my life. I mean, going from like I said, I had less than $50 to my name when I jumped into real estate full time. And now I'm able to um, groom these agents that when they go out on their own, they're knowledgeable. They've got high integrity. You know, they are, um, you know, functioning members of society who are giving back to their community. It's it's incredible. Have you thought about completely going out on your own and having mm-hmm. your own building and having? Yeah, no, you're still <laughs> <laughs> actually I have thought about it. And the answer is no. And And, you know. Honestly, if you're going to look at the numbers on paper, I'm probably going to do $20 million worth of volume this year. If you look at the split of what is an average and everybody, you know, 
everybody that's, if you're listening to this and you're an agent, you know what that is. Um, the money that I'm giving back in, into the realty firm is not a small number, but there is no way that I could put a figure to what I have there. You know, the, the support that they offer to us through, you know, the admin support that's there for sure. But the family that I have, I mean, those people are my family. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, there is no reason to go out. It, it is not the, the the financial gain that would be there would never be enough to make up for the village that I have, which is pretty important. Yeah. We're going to talk about what sets you apart in a second. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I have Amber Flynn Jared here with the Realty Group and Realty Firm, <laughs> the Jared Group. Good catch. Um, so we talked about, about this a little bit ago, um, but... So what there's tons of realtors in Mm -hmm. town Um, and what sets you apart, I think a little bit, is that you have a lot of side things that you Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. So a couple years ago, you started decided to start your own podcast called Connecting Cookville Mm -hmm. had from the surface nothing to do with real estate. Right. So take me through that decision to start this, put Mm -hmm. your own money into it. Sure. Find your own crew that, Mm -hmm. you know, motley crew a little bit. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) That, um, you know, comes with their microphones and, um, you know, and you were filming, you were recording in your office at first and you just record kind of wherever. Right. Take me through that decision to start something like that. And the the business aspect of that. Sure. Let's be honest. There was some business decisions in doing that. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, So first of all, like my overall business plan is rooted around three things. It's uh, social media, social circles, and social proof. And so what that means, and, and, you know, again, probably we're going to be truncated on time of what we can really get into. Um, But a huge part of my business has been built through social media. It just so happens that I have a lot of relationships, but that's an easy way to maintain it. It, And it gives you, of course, your advertising avenues and whatnot. Um, The social proof aspect is about, you know, everybody can post pictures of sold and, you know, I sold this house and, you know, this many offers and so many hours and whatever. But for me, I like to tell the story. You know, every person that sits at a closing table that's a family that's a life change that's somebody that I was able you know to help and this is how we served them and this is how they saved this much money and you know this is who they are and and their story you know so to speak um and then the social circles is just being involved in the community as much as I possibly can. Of course, I love this community, so it's super easy. I was always say like I'm the unpaid spokesperson ambassador for Cookville. Um, I really think the city should get on that. Like I don't know why they have not already offered me a full time position, but it's fine. Um, so in that, I think uh, you just keep tagging the the city of Cookville and everything. It's I mean, isn't that what people do with other products? They just, right. You know, like Target, call me hey, up. So. Call me. I got right. you. Yeah. Um, so for me, like again, I love this community so much and it has built this like beautiful framework for me to be able to succeed and have the business that I have raised two amazing children, you know, here in this community and my two amazing stepkids who've grown up here their whole entire lives. Um, and so part of that is they, this community is comprised of these awesome individuals. It's everybody coming together, right. To build this community. So, um, I had this idea, like what if we, I'm a podcast junkie. Okay. And, um, you know, listen to all kinds of different ones. So I thought, what if you just had like a community centric podcast where you could bring on people because like, guess what? Like 
Ricky Shelton is like a real person. And, you know, like he has feelings and thoughts that are not, you know, just uh, Cookville Mayor Ricky Shelton. He's also Ricky Shelton, who's married and has children and is like a functioning member of society, his own self, who just happens to be the mayor. And so when you get them into a place where they can tell their story and what makes them tick and, you know, how they got to where they are, like, I think when people hear that, it's like an infusion of hope, Mm -hmm. too. You know, and so all of these like business leaders that they've seen, you know, the uh, president of tech or, you know, Randy Porter, our county executive. Um, Jeff Brown, the biz founder Jeff, president. Jeff <laughs> Brown and Tiffany Anton as well. Um, but lots of just community leaders, thought leaders, people who are, are doing amazing things in our community um, and highlighting them. You know, that that just kind of connects people all across the board. I said, really and truly, here's the thing. Like, let me get to the skinny of it. I'm not really good at anything. Like, or let me rephrase that. I'm good at a lot of stuff. I'm not really great at anything. But if I have a superpower, it is that I'm a community connector. Like, I might not could help you with your problem, but I know three people who could. Yes. You know, and so that's that's my role to play in this community is just like, let me use my relationships to help make your life better, whatever that looks like. I personally can't do it. I can't write you a check for $10,000 or I can't fix your leaky sink or, you know, whatever it is. But I know somebody who can. So I... So as as entrepreneurs, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I have to grow my business. I cannot mm-hmm. do anything else. This is, you know, I mean, I, I have a, a women's lunch that I do mm-hmm. once a month and it's one hour and some women find it difficult to take that one hour mm-hmm. away from their work. Sure. So how do you, how do you make that decision? Like, I'm going to do this podcast mm-hmm. and it's going to take Five hours a month yeah. of my time right. that you're not selling houses. Nope. You're not writing any deals. You're mm-hmm. not showing people anything. Yeah. You're literally not doing anything for your business mm-hmm. in those hours that you're kind of building this community. Absolutely. So how do you, in your entrepreneur mind, think mm-hmm. that's, how, how do you think that's okay? I got my hand on my <laughs> hip right now. How do you think that's okay? But let, explain yeah. to people because sure. people don't understand that. Well, and, and again, if you're stuck in a sales mindset, you're not going to get it. What I tell my agents all the time is this is a long game. You know, if you're looking to make all of your money today, you know, off of a deal, you're going to do whatever you have to do to pull, to keep that deal together, even if it's not in the best interest of your buyer or seller. You know, for me, this is a long game. Maybe I help you get out of a deal that's going south and then net tomorrow, you buy something else, you tell your sister, you tell your neighbor, you tell the three people PTA, and you're going to make way more. If you're just looking at dollars and cents, you're going to make a lot more by doing the right thing by somebody than you are by convincing them that they're going to have to absolutely stick to this deal right here. Like, cause then you know what, you're going to make that money, but you're not making a dime off of them ever again, especially in a small town. So for me, like relationships are revenue and, and this is a long game. So, you know, can you necessarily like people want to say that well can you track your stats like what are you making off of that like what's your what's your ROI on that podcast like no I don't know I'm not that's not what I'm doing it for but I can promise you as those people get to know me and they they know who I am at my core as a person you know the next time that they go out and somebody mentions real estate I'm going to be top of mind you know that's just how this works and so as long as you don't stay short-sighted you know take those blinders off and 
go into this as this is a long game. And as an entrepreneur, you've got to see it that way. As a business owner, you've got to see it that way. How do you um, sort out? So you, you said, you know, what's your ROI on this podcast? Which, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, you can't track that. How Mm-mm. do you know? Mm-mm. But um, so how do you track? How do you figure out what what are the things that I'm going to spend advertising dollars on because there Ooh, yeah. is a flat out ROI on mm-hmm. it or I'm not going. So return on investment for for those yeah, yeah. In, newer <laughs> to the business world Um or, or no, I'm just going to do this because it feels right. Yeah. And so how do you how do you make that balance? Yeah. Well, I think that that's a great question. And the reason why um, is that you really you have to think about it. Like, I guess um, for, for me, one of the big things with real estate is we're all like squirrel, you know, shiny object syndrome. There are a million trillion things that you can buy, um, programs and teachings and trainings and conferences and, you know, whatever in the real estate space and every industry, you know, has their same Mm -hmm. things. Um, and, and we all get drawn into it, you know, from time to time. One of the the biggest things in in real estate in the last probably five years is, is buying leads. You know, you can, you know, get with Zillow or realtor.com or whatever, and, and then you pay them a certain portion and they're going to send you a promised number of leads. Well, I did that too in the beginning. Um, I think everybody kind of goes through that. But then you have to realize, is that congruent with your total business model? And for me, it was 100% cold leads. And so like, I feel like I'm bugging somebody that I don't have a relationship with that I don't know. And then I'm trying to sell myself and it's just awkward and it doesn't feel good to me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do what a lot of, you know, the real estate gurus are going to tell you cold call, get these robo dialers, you know, you can call 500 people in two hours and go ahead and knock on door, every door in this subdivision. And, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I mean, it's a golden rule thing for me. If I don't want somebody calling me, you know, being a telemarketer, I'm sure as heck not going to be one to other people. And it works for some people. And hey, what, you know, to each your own. Um, But I think you have to look at, again, with the bigger picture, you know, your ROI may not be something that you can track immediately. But I always say is like, look, I'm still going to be selling real estate here in 10 years. You know, so if this one doesn't work out today, you know, look me up in two years from now or 10 years from now, I'm actually going on a listening appointment this afternoon with somebody that I worked with, I think four years ago, I had her house listed and we had to take it off the market because her husband got sick. And she said, you're really not going to hold me to this contract. I said, honey, you're going through a major, you know, crisis in your family. Like what kind of a person would I be to hold you to a legal contract to make you sell your house and and move your, your husband who's got cancer? You know, now he's in remission. He's doing great. And they're ready to move on to the next phase of their life. But I can promise you, if I had held her to that contract, I wouldn't have sold the house then probably because it was a different market. And I certainly wouldn't be getting her business now. Right. And she probably wouldn't have told, you know, 10 people the story that, wow, this realtor, she, you know, was compassionate to Mm -hmm. us. Do you think that as women, um, we kind of have that compassion part that that gives us a leg up on the men a little bit? (laughs) You know, I'd like to think so. (laughs) Although I've met some women in this business, not not so much. (laughs) Yes, yes. We're going to wrap this up in a second. We yeah. could go on and on and on, but you're listening to Powered by Her in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry. I feel like we're such fast talkers, Amber. I know, right? They may have to slow this down. I, on the- <laughs> I really was like, we're getting <laughs> all- Yeah. And I'm I'm like that too. People are always like, slow down. Slow down. Take a breath. Are you, are you a northerner? 
Um, I am not. I'm actually a Westerner. Well, you're, by, you're an army yeah, girl. Yeah, so. that's right. But all my mom's family is from California. Okay. So okay. They, they definitely have a much slower pace of life. So I don't know where I picked up this, you yes. know, I think it's just natural personality yes. problems. All right. So what advice do you have to people just wanting to start a business or, I mm-hmm. mean, you do a lot of women empowerment kind of mm-hmm. things and you, you really are truly, um, a, a, a um, you know, lo- you have you have love for this community, but yeah. just women in general of mm-hmm. lifting each other up. So, what advice do you have for women out there that are thinking about starting a business or mm-hmm. maybe having some life decisions that you know are, oh, are yeah. causing them to kind of get out there and do something else? Oh yeah, well, and I know, you know, I guess basically it kind of goes down to is like find your tribe. You know, I think that that's a. Um, it's becoming more and more popular, you know, here lately, um, that you're, you're hearing people, uh, say this and it's like, it's okay not to be an Island and, uh, you know, be out there trying to figure this out on your own, because I can promise you no matter what you're going through, somebody else has already been there. You know, somebody else has already experienced this major life catastrophe or starting over or beginning a business, whatever it is. And, and there's, um, not enough that I can say about finding people who are willing to invest in you. And I think what a lot of people struggle with, and especially women, because we tend to be a little bit more insecure uh, when it comes into the the business mindset field, is that we're afraid to ask. And and I can honestly not think of a single strong, independent, entrepreneurial woman in this community who is not open to people asking questions. You know, call them up, say, can I take you to coffee? Can I take you to lunch? Can I pick your brain? Most likely, they're probably going to buy your coffee or buy your lunch and be happy to share uh, the bits and pieces that they've learned, you know, along the way. And and that's for me. It's, I'm, a, I'm a sponge. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. I want to know, you know, how did you do it? What, you know, where did you come up against some failures? Uh, what did well, you do? I think the important part of that, too, is be that way to mm-hmm. be the person that you want yes. others to be. Absolutely. To you. So, you know, being able to pour into others mm-hmm. when other don't, don't think that you don't have something to offer other people. Yeah. Cause you just oh, never 100%. know what they're, they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, Anything else? How can people find you? Um, you can find us. I mean, goodness gracious, all over the interwebs. Um, so Amber Flynn Jared. Amber Flynn Jared on Facebook, Instagram, the Jared Group. Um, call us up at, at the Realty Firm or on my personal cell phone, 931-510-3716. Oh, wow. Give me a buck. And, and about really about any of this. I mean, not just real estate related. Like I really do, you know, just have a passion to see, you know, this community um, continue to grow and flourish like it is. And and the reason that it is as amazing as it is, is because of the people that make it up. So, yeah. 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 So people can connect with you on social media. I think that's mm-hmm. a great aspect of, um, your your business model is the social media aspect. Yeah. You're real. You're genuine out there. <laughs> just say, if you go to my personal Facebook page, just be ready to really know me on a new level. Yeah, and, you you know, you'll put your personal business out there. Yeah in order to help people absolutely it it is my it's my diary it's writing is cathartic to me Mm -hmm. um it is part of um, the way that I express myself and I think that through that other people can kind of find themselves also and be like oh I I can connect on that level um one of my mentors told me one time no one can relate to your strengths but everyone can relate to your weakness and so when we're just real you know and we're just vulnerable we're just out there just being me just being me then I think in that 
that somebody else can kind of see like, wow, she's like, she's a real person. And hey, I struggle with that too. And like, we're going to overcome. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in today. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, I wish we could go for like another two hours. On the other side of this, (laughs) you've listened to Powered by Her and the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. Thank you for joining me, Amber. Thank you.